0: The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Block and other restriction supply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Inside information on your teams, honest opinion, and the biggest names in sports. It's time, Las Vegas, for the Playmakers.
2: Hour number two on a Tuesday—at least I think that's what this day is called—and the one that we inhibit. But you are at the right place. I can assure you. The bet 11:40. The playmakers, three to five p.m. each and every weekday. You inhibit this with us right now. The us, firstly, but not foremostly. Lindsey Brown, that is my name, and over across from me, the mostly Ross Mahoney. Here all week. It's an absolute legend. It's a hell of a time that we're having, and. We got football to talk about. We're gonna do basically a live play by play of the Golden Knights game uh to that. In, in, in a in a few minutes uh, after we get through our football stuff and as the Golden Knights move through their their pregame warm ups and what have you. And you know, it, it's it's wild how much work goes into putting together the show and then how quickly it just goes by yeah. the wayside and then you just do it again the next day, right?
3: Yeah, it's just it's, coming up
2: with all the ideas.
3: I mean, listen, my history is in music radio, so yeah. you know, I've always been able to you know, have some some moments where I can you know play a song, get right. out and play a song, and this is a little bit different. It's way faster paced, yep. but you have more time to to fill, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it goes by so much faster.
2: Mm-hmm. And you think that you you keep talking about the same stuff, but it it actually isn't, and it actually is. It's just this. It's it's Groundhog Day, which I've never technically seen, but I <laughs> I understand the metaphor, and I was. Before we, we came back from break, I was telling Rossi, I, I attempted to watch The Truman Show for the first time last night and I got through 10 minutes and I got bored. Yeah. And that's like one of those movies where I was like, you have to see it because, like, conceptually, it just kind of changed a lot of things and just like the whole being watched thing and and just how, first of all, that's a messed up concept if you think about it, yeah. just like of the lie of, of what that is, but then how your your mentality changes. Is there um, a movie or, uh, or maybe it's better for because you're a music radio expert guy, a band? that you had a similar experience with where everybody was like, this is the best, they're the greatest. And you don't, maybe you don't want to say what it is because yeah. ultimately it's a negative thing, but of just, it wasn't what you thought it was going to be at the time. Cause I just discovered glass animals this year. And <laughs> cause everybody loves the song heat waves. Sure. Um, I'm obsessed with their album from 2016, which is called How to Be a Human Being, and it's such a different vibe, yeah. but I believe you find things at the time you're meant to. It's not necessarily a knock if you don't like it at the time, because maybe you might return.
3: Well, their album even before that, Zaba, is just a chill, ambient mm-hmm. album to listen to. It's just great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, of course, there's, there's stuff like that, and I'd rather not get into like who I, I think has been overhyped. All right. how
2: about the, somebody that you were surprised uh... A oh, good surprise
3: a good surprise
2: right word there hmm. as a, pleasant as a, surprise a
3: pleasant surprise of a band
2: low expectations you walk in and you're like oh my god this Let's is see. legit uh i think there's been you know
3: i'm a big live performance person so you, you hear a song sometimes and you don't maybe the artist doesn't capture the same energy and then you mm. watch them live and they're incredible live who's that um obviously Best example
2: i should say um
3: I you know what I, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of date myself a little bit. I think that was my thing with Kid Rock.
2: Mm. Like Kid Rock
3: coming up, I would listen to the songs. I'm like, okay, it is what it is. Yeah. And then I saw him live, and I'm like, this dude's a showman.
2: I feel, I feel like that's a perfect example. Yeah. Even if you haven't seen Kid Rock, you know the personality. And obviously, the last few years a little wonky, but yeah. like it's just the songs are all right. All right.
3: I'm a, I'm a little embarrassed of it now, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, I was I was a big fan for a long time because based on the fact that he just put on a show.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I always kind of have a a similar mindset when I think about Limp Biscuit because I love Fred. Fred, you're it's great. We're (laughs) we're bangers, not the deepest of lyrics, but the guitar it it shreds. Like the music always shreds. Twenty twenty
3: one was the comeback year for them, and they ended up canceling their tour. But they had a great performance at Lollapalooza, and I think twenty twenty two is going to be the year of Limp Biscuit again.
2: Yeah. I can only hope because I need to go to that show. It's, it's one of my Great White Buffalo shows <laughs> that I just if they're within a hundred miles, I got to drop everything and go. And corn was that for me too. But when they were at T-Mobile a few a few months ago with System of a Down, I was like probably isn't the right time to yeah. go. And so we'll we'll yeah. catch everybody back around because you're right, 2022. Might be, It might be the year for, for him, but I think just in general, festivals are, are going to take a, a big, big-time step forward, and we have to do the same thing with our show because at the top of every second hour of this program, we go to the football at four. All oh, the footiest of footballs. You need guidance because you got your fantasy footballer betting playoffs on the horizon. Well, guess what? Here it is. And joining us as he does each and every Tuesday on the line is the host of BetQL Daily and Odyssey sports betting insider Joe Ostrowski. Insiders are insider calls are presented by BetQL. Get access to data and insights. The sports books don't want you to see Bet Smarter to Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. That was totally chill and completely cool Joe how are you feeling today especially after this past weekend because you know Aaron Rodgers the legacy in the Bears <laughs> uniform your thoughts
1: we can bond over this right Aaron Rodgers just killing us year after year after year so hopefully this is the last time right it's the last time maybe maybe we we can fight in a couple of weeks though because uh we've got the Bears Vikings going at it a couple of times uh once under the lights but you know I guess it was fun for a half or kind of fun. I don't know. I'm in this weird spot. We know the Bears are a disaster, and they always lose to Rodgers and the Packers, but I want change, so I don't want them to win too much. And if you win against Green Bay, maybe you're going to fool management into thinking, hey, maybe we have something here with this uh, this coach, Matt Nagy, or this general manager, and Ryan Pace. But it, but it was no surprise. Uh, the books got hammered on it because, The Packers end up covering in the end, even though the Bears were leading at halftime. People were hammering that uh, Green Bay minus nine line at halftime, and uh, they were right. Uh, They were right a lot. If you backed favorites and overs this week in the NFL, you ended up making a lot of money because the favorites won 12 of the 14 games straight up, and the favorites covered 11 of 14. The overs, 10 Three and one. Uh, we've been talking about it on our show this week. Are we just, was it a, a one-off? Was it just the matchups that we saw? Some really good teams going against some horrendous clubs? Or is it going to be what we see more of in the final month of the season? As some teams have uh, been eliminated from the postseason and maybe they give up on it completely.
3: I think you always get a little bit iffy whenever there's a division matchup and a big spread though. Right, Joe? It's it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, division matchups are always a, a little bit closer.
1: Yes, no doubt. And the books know that, and especially if it's the second time around, uh, unfortunately for you guys. You did not see that. So, uh, have we petitioned the league never to play the the Chiefs again? I, my, I God. mean,
2: they need to at least be relegated up a division sometimes because it, although they've struggled uh, at different points throughout the season, I don't think anybody truly doubted whether or not they would be in this position they find themselves now, which is in the t- in the tops of the playoff conversation. Obviously, not operating at the highest octane of offenses, but man, the Raiders are just an absolute dumpster fire, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So when it comes to teams that are like you said not playing for a lot are looking for answers but maybe just trying to get to the offseason in general who has the the least amount to play for uh in this league right now and how do you bet them
1: yeah it's it's really uh what we're seeing with some of these eliminated teams so if you play for the jaguars you're playing for your own careers if you play for the texans That's what it's all about, and what we're going to see now is since um, over the last couple of weeks, uh, books get hammered with the favorites, so these heavy favorites that we're going to see this week and probably for the next month of the season, these are all going to be inflated lines. Lines that should be seven, they're going to be ten. And they're probably going to get bet up that way. Uh, Favorites of more than a touchdown the last two weeks are eleven and zero against the spread. Uh, Spreads of at least three and a half points. They're seventeen and two. So it's tough to stomach. But you know, there's teams like the Jets, Jets Dolphins. the, The point spread is eight and a half this week. And, and we mentioned some of the, I mean, I'm not betting on the Jaguars. I can't. Thankfully, the, the Texans and Jaguars are playing each other. So nobody has to watch it. And nobody has to bet it this week. Uh, the Lions are at home and they're going to be facing Arizona off that Monday night loss. And they're getting 13 and a half to 14 points. Uh, those are the kind of gross bets that uh, the pros will be making in this final month.
3: Another tough division game uh, with a big line this week is Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Uh, you know, obviously New Orleans has some problems at the quarterback position, but Tampa Bay still favored by ten and a half points.
1: Yeah, yeah. The Saints, all of a sudden, things feel a lot better when you end up playing the lowly uh, New York Jets. Tom Brady is uh, the big favorite to be the MVP, and as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be your most valuable player this year. Bucks are tough at home. They're 6-0. Oh. Uh, they had some issues with the Bills, but the Bills are, are a strong team. I know they've lost a couple of games in a row, uh, but the Bucks are so good at home. I, I don't see how the Saints can just keep up. Uh, they're great against the run, so it just tells me that we're going to see more pass, pass, pass from Tom Brady. Uh, so this number of 10 and a half, I have a tough time back in the Saints when Taysom Hill. It's probably going to look more like uh, the Taysom Hill from a couple of weeks ago going up up against a great offense in the Bucs.
2: Nobody's going to fight you over that opinion, Joe. This is not a Taysom Hill standing uh, show, but we do respect (laughs) what he brings to the team as long as he hits the right escalators and elevators in that very, very special (laughs) contract that he has. But you mentioned the Cardinals losing last night on Monday night. Now, obviously, the Rams have taken a step, or at least maybe the Cardinals haven't taken a step because that was their second chance to, to knock off the Rams, and they failed to do so this year. But now the Rams are getting a few more positives popped in the COVID protocol. It's a theme across sports today, but OBJ entering that short week yeah. for them, and obviously they're not going to be able to go into the facility. So I guess how does your, uh, your mindset change with just the amount of COVID protocols that we're seeing get bumped up and how many big names we're seeing out?
1: Yeah, I'm waiting longer and longer on a lot of this stuff. So I'm in the Chicago area, and the Bulls are not playing basketball this week. They've postponed their two games. It got up to 10 players, and the NFL, NBA rather uh, finally stepped in and said, okay, okay, that, that's enough. I don't think we're going to get to a point uh, with the NFL over this month, but who knows? Who am I? I'm no doctor. I can't really predict this stuff, how it's going to go. But just I'm just basing that on the roster side. As far as that game last night, everybody was so down on the Rams uh, because they weren't beating quality teams. They were beating some of these bottom feeders that we were talking about. Uh, But but you know about this as a Vikings fan. Stafford against good teams has been terrible. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal, phenomenal last night. Uh, That's the first time in his career he beat a team that's five games above 500. There's just so much parity in the league right now. Uh, When when I'm looking at teams that could get to the Super Bowl, could make some sort of a run, it's like, uh, are you a top 10-12 team? Do you have that top-end talent like the Rams do with defense? As long as you have Ramsey out there and with Aaron Donald and his three sacks last night, the way the offense was looking, if the answer is yes with the Rams, uh, they're still a Super Bowl contender, and they got it done with four starters out. Uh, Kyler did not look great. I mean, no no passing or rushing touchdowns. James Conner's James Conner with a uh, huge game last night, but Cooper Cup is an absolute machine. So uh, the the Rams are back in that Super Bowl picture. Uh, remember, they, they beat uh, I believe it was the Bucks earlier this year. They take they take out the Cardinals last night. So uh, impressive stuff from L.
3: A. I benefited from that James Conner game last night on my fantasy team. Oh,
2: good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Playoffs
3: already or no? Uh, No, I don't think I'm going to make the playoffs this year.
2: That's unfortunate. Maybe you should have probably had him in the lineup earlier on in the season. (laughs) But 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 Joe, let's let's shift gears a little bit here because we've been almost all football, actually entirely all football. Who's making you some money on the NBA side? I mean, you mentioned that's definitely not the Bulls because they're not playing. But is there is there uh, uh, some edges to be gleamed from uh, potentially a record-setting night tonight at Madison Square Garden?
1: Yeah, that's that's what it's all about. It's about Steph, and and that's what people are betting. Steph needs one to tie the record two to break the record, so that's definitely going to happen. He's been talking about it, how it's been weighing on him a little bit, and and you see it. He's shooting 16, 17 threes a night. Uh, The prop is at 5.5. If you're going to bet it, I'm only betting over. I'm a little concerned that once he breaks the record, maybe he'll cool off, but uh, I'm also looking sometimes with narrative. If you want to have a little fun, first basket of the game, Steph is plus plus. 430. You would expect them to feed him early, so uh, I, I'm only betting Steph props in in this game tonight. Should be a lot of fun to watch.
2: Definitely test the fortitude and the commitment to the Tibbs defense. Got to cover the entire floor at all times. while well, it includes half court. I don't really like the Knicks in the matchups. It, you're just liking the props so far. You don't really like any other bets on that game?
1: Uh, yeah, I'd go Warriors. I would certainly go Warriors. You look at the yeah. Tom Thibodeau's defense, something that we're not used to over the years especially when he was here in Chicago or when he was the coach of the year last year in New York. Not the same defense. Uh, They've been bottom half at a lot of the the, the defensive metrics. Uh, So I go Warriors in this game.
2: Is there a betting market dedicated to the college transfer portal yet?
1: (laughs) I can't keep up. I mean, geez, if you're going to bet all these college bowl games, I guess – you need like hours and hours a day to keep up. Okay, where are the coaches now? Who's going to be coaching for this team or that team? Do they have a starting quarterback? Is it, are they down to the third stringer in this bowl game? It is ridiculous. Link Kiffin was actually talking about it earlier today. He's like, you know, people don't want to say it, but we're, we've hit free agency. We're in free agency without contracts. That's where that's where college football is. And uh, to answer your question, no, I, I cannot keep up. And I don't think they have any props available on this because uh, they'd be taken down immediately. Just, and, and all the rumors about all these players seem to be wrong with with players following different coaches. It, it's it's about which spot is offering me the most money with my deal. And uh, I don't blame the kids at all.
2: Oh, absolutely not. If if the coaches are allowed to do it, so should the kids be, and and I'm glad to see it, although it does throw us through a loop uh, each and every day, because you, like you said, it's just hard to keep things straight. Uh, before we send you off into the rest of your evening, we got to get our hockey question in here. I do like the Golden Knights in Boston tonight, but uh, I'm wondering how you're feeling, because this is a very heavy favorite in, in this matchup, but the Sabres have lost seven straight games, and they're in Winnipeg tonight, but the Winnipeg Jets have lost Blake Wheeler who's their captain and one of their best players. So I really like the Sabers. How how do you feel about that matchup?
1: Yeah, it was Winnipeg 3-1 in their in the, the last time they played, but we have to go back to last season here. Nobody is betting on Buffalo. Not a big surprise. But you know, what does surprise me a little bit is when you have such a massive underdog. When we're talking about more than 2 to 1, there would usually be some sort of support, but it, we're talking less than 20%. So what that tells me is uh, a lot of betters are just putting together some money line parlays, which in the NFL, if you did that with a bunch of favorites, uh, that was profitable. And, and I think that's how a lot of betters are handling tonight. They're taking a bunch of, bunch of these heavy favorites, maybe uh, throwing Colorado and Winnipeg and, you know, maybe another one in there, and then all of a sudden you have a decent – Pittsburgh, something like that. You have a decent payout. That's how it seems like a lot of bettors are attacking the board because we also see Pittsburgh getting more than 80% of the bets. So, so it seems like that's what people are doing uh, with Winnipeg. On that Vegas game, are, are we going under? The total is 5.5, or are you just sticking with the Golden Knights?
2: I mean, I would probably go over just based off of what I've seen from the Golden Knights defensively. They've been giving up a lot of goals, but they've been scoring a lot of them too. But most of the Boston games have been like one goal or maybe an empty net or behind. So I, I don't feel as comfortable making that play as I do just picking the Golden Knights straight up. But everybody's got their own poison to drink.
3: There you
1: go. Vegas, yeah. Recently, they're, they've been going over. And Boston, as always, uh, they're going under
3: So. Brad Marchand is uh, in the COVID protocol.
2: Oh, good point. That is definitely something to note, especially with that perfect line that is basically their entire power play. But in the Rasmuses, the the Buffaloes and the uh, other teams we trust, and we always trust you to bring all of the great sports betting insight. Joe, thank you so much for joining us again this week.
1: Thank you. Let's talk next Tuesday.
2: All righty, my friend. That was the host of BetQL Daily and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Joe Ostrowski. Be sure to listen to the BetQL Daily podcast for more of Joe O's analysis. Just search BetQL wherever you find your podcasts. Thank Joe O for joining us as he does each and every Tuesday. And on the other side of the break, we're going to talk about all the great big saves that Robin Leonard is (laughs) making.
0: You found the Playmakers, only on 1140 The Bet, Las Vegas.
2: Playmakers, our number two, Lindsey Brown and Ross Mahoney hanging with you guys here until 5 p.m. And we're going to do something a little bit different today because as we're sitting here, and ironically, they go straight to commercial break because it's the 10-minute <laughs> point of the game, uh, the Golden Knights are playing the, the Boston Bruins, and it's still 0-0, and we're not here to do color commentary. We're not here to tell you what's happening, but we're here to talk while we're watching. Right. And uh, and kind of offer just a little bit of a different view. And I, I've already told Adrian to have the, the finger directly above the dump button just in case I get too comfortable because it's it's not just watching hockey with a different mindset. It's watching Bruins involved hockey, which comes with a whole different uh, dictionary of words that I can't use on this uh, on this program. Usually,
3: you've already startled me a couple times by uh, your sudden jolts of energy. Yes,
2: I tend to do that. Um, welcome. This is one of the the classic LB things. I, I get excited for good plays for whoever makes them. If it happens to be our goalie, their goalie, whatever, I know what I what I see when I see it. And if it's a good play, my body's just got to say we got we gotta do it we gotta we gotta give the respect and uh Robin Leonard's been struggling to uh to keep pucks out of the net as of late, and I mean you can dissect every single goal and figure out a different way to play it like I, I i that's what I did all of the time, but it's never only one person's fault, but there are certainly ways that you can better help yourself uh and and better ways that that team can help him and we kind of previewed that earlier in the program if you've missed this program or at any other. Uh, episode of the playmakers or the nightcap you can find that on the odyssey app which is free on the google play store and the apple app store you just got to search it out uh and then hit the heart and favorite us and then share it with all of your friends and family because we are in the business of sharing and caring and making our dreams come true and we cannot do that without you especially with the town of Boston existing the way it does where we win everything and no one else exists Rossi.
3: i think it's always uh, important to spell out odyssey too
2: a u d a c y yes that absolutely was,
3: that was uh, what, I, what i heard A-C-Y. when they were making it odyssey i'm like uh, how do they spell that
2: yeah yeah like the like the long book from way, way back when you got ancient greek uh, skills no. over there no no well, i went what to I college out in new england and so i took ancient greek naturally because latin was too hard yeah, yeah, it's the way it is out there. It's just a different beat. And uh, you were saying earlier uh, we were talking about Brad Marchand, who's not in the lineup tonight because he was put into to COVID protocol earlier today. And what a what a big omission for that game it is. About just his personality, and and a lot of people call him a rat. A lot of people right. uh, just they hate him because they're not on the team. But he he's a really good hockey player. But the thing is, is that he's almost too on brand. He fits to be the, in a Boston uniform. It's the
3: personality of the, yeah. of the town of Boston. They're blue collar. They scrap. Yep. You know, they're always looking for fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, the personality, uh, you know, we compare him to people like uh, Wes Welker type or Julian Edelman in football or maybe uh, Dustin Pedroya.
2: underappreciated. Yeah.
3: Always, you know, just the little, little, uh, get the little uh, growth going on in the beard. Never, sure. Never clean cut, but nope. just a scrapper.
2: Just roll out of bed. I woke up like this,
3: and people hate him if he's not. If you're not a fan of the Bruins, you probably hate. Yeah, hundred he, percent.
2: He's like that. Tom Wilson's like that too. It's just like when you have somebody who's really skilled and, and really good at playing the, the the scoring parts of hockey, the passing parts of hockey. You're like, why are we? By, why are we licking people in their nose? Like, wh- where is there room for this in your game? And he's done some adjustments, and he's had to because he's had to become a leader on that team. He won that Stanley Cup as as a as a rookie uh, with Tyler Sagan. It's always uh, a little bit of a a weird thing as Taylor Hall's on the Boston Bruins now these mm-hmm. days. He signed a, a an extension with them after being traded there or uh, last season from the the Buffalo Sabers. But Taylor Hall was the number one overall pick in 2010, and Tyler Seguin was number two. Number right. one overall, Taylor went to Edmonton, and number two, Tyler went to Boston. Right. And obviously, Tyler Seguin's no longer in Boston; hasn't been for for many years, sure. and got a little bit too. Heavy in the sauce in the back bay in the in the early career for him, and so they basically split those two up, and he was sent down to Dallas for none other than Riley Smith, who's out there right. uh, skating around with Louis Erickson and uh, I don't know, maybe, Pat, maybe it wasn't Patrick Hornquist, maybe Brian Boyle was involved, I forget. It was a bunch of those different names, um, but when you have those high level draft picks, the the NHL is one of those leagues where you more often see them stay with the team that they sign that that drafted them because number one overall you usually take care of those players and usually they're able to turn the team around enough where they'll re-sign if they haven't made that that big time playoff step I think that's why a lot of people when John Tavares left the the New York Islanders a few years ago to go back home to Toronto Johnny nobody's gonna fault you for it but the Islanders did the 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 fan base definitely did because it just it's it's odd when we see that happen especially when you see like Steven Stamkos who's the captain of the Tampa Bay Lightning he was supposed to be like the biggest free agent to hit the market ever like 5 or 6 years ago huge anticipatory energy we had like Toronto's moving cap space De- Detroit's moving cap space and he's just like actually I'm just going to re up yeah. and and he did that like 3 days before and it was so anticlimactic but
3: when they, you know
2: you're in the right spot you're in the right spot
3: they have a good thing they put butts in the seats and that's yep. ultimately what's most important and and for the fan base you know they they find themselves being endeared yeah. to these players. And they,
2: and he had unfinished business, and he used that because at that point, the Lightning had been to a Stanley Cup final and had lost. I think they lost to, to, to Chicago in one of their cups. Maybe it was the 2013 one. I'm not sure. You'd have to double-check it. Um, but I feel like there's a, a similar sense with that with this Boston group, too, because they are they're they win that cup in 2011. It's very uh, out of the blue. You win in Game 7 in Vancouver. Town. Oh my god, we See, I'm not even paying attention to the game. That's even funny. We're like, we're going to talk about the game the whole time. And, you know, the goalie that I said was going to start for the Bruins isn't the right one. And, you know, they scored. Oh, look who it is. 67. What there a surprise. All right. I lied. 27. Is it really, Shay? Yeah, I'm Shea. glad that he scored because he just made a terrible play about three minutes ago.
3: Yeah, he almost cost them a goal.
2: Now, if you're going to mess up, at least make up for it. Oh, and it's a clapper right through the wickets. Oh, yeah. See, look at Stone. He's just straight up that screen some people will try to move with the puck, like if the player is passing it from the half wall to the defenseman, and the defenseman will try to walk it to the middle to get a better angle to the net. Players will move with like a moving screen, right? Might not not always need to happen because the goalies, you're taught not to move right away. Because if you move uh 10 feet where the defensemen are standing, that's only ricochet. an inch yeah. in the crease, just if you look at the angles and, and how it, how it draws out. And so with that delay, and Mark Stone not moving, uh, Swayman can't track the puck. He doesn't even see it, yeah. so it just goes right by him. You just got to take That's what we talk about, taking away the eyes of the goaltender. Cause Coming up the works. Ex- exactly. That's an expert type of label right there. And and it's not just enough to be that traffic cone where it's just a presence to pick up rebounds. You have to be aware and and be in good, good position to to make a play because it's not like they don't have defensemen trying to knock you off your spot mm-hmm. the entire time. Um But the Unfinished Business, because they make those two cup finals in addition to winning in 2011 uh, in Vancouver. uh, The Bruins, that is. The Bruins, that is. Yep. And uh, they end up losing their most recent one in 2019 at home, game seven, to the St. Louis Blues. And it was like... The Blues' first Stanley Cup final in 50 years, and ironically, they had faced the Bruins in that matchup too.
3: Yeah, the Gloria, the glorious season, and it
2: all came down to a bad change by Brad Marchand in the freaking first period. I'll never forget it. I cannot believe the decision was made, Rossi, where you never change and go to the bench for a new for a new guy if you don't have possession of the puck yourself especially if the puck's going back towards your zone and that's exactly what they did and it was a huge goal it was towards the latter half of the period if i'm not mistaken and it was a little bit of a backbreaker and it ended up being the difference because jordan binnington we didn't know it at the time the netminder for the blues who was like third string in that january and all of a sudden we're in june and he's you know starting the stanley cup final He's a gamer. He's an ultimate competitor, will fight people, Like goes out and tries to like swing his stick. I, It's right. a little rich for me sometimes, but that's how he is. For him to get to his best game, he has to play with that edge, and once you see a play like that being made by a player like Martian, who's supposed to be a leader, who's supposed to know better, and we yep. all make mistakes, but when you see a mistake like that being made, and I'm in the opposite net, I'm like... That's a gift! I better not let that one slip away. And so you kind of go into that mode where it's you've been given the 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 little seam of light to to really burst through. Yeah. Because usually that doesn't happen. So if it's happening now and this is the reality and we're in game seven, well then anything can happen. And that includes me securing this whole thing down and winning the Stanley Cup, even though I'm not even a rookie technically yet. Mm-hmm. It's wild how just playoffs and hockey and and legacies because if they don't win this year. I'm not sure what the contract situations are with, with Berger on, but like they're not getting younger. They've kept that core together for a long time. I mean, you could say it's almost like a postmodern Bruins roster because I think Chara had to be included. Char- yeah. And that last game, that game seven, remember he was he had his jaw wired shut. Yeah. He broke his jaw. He has him cut the wires off so he can breathe during a game because how many more game sevens are you gonna play in a Stanley Cup final, right. Chara at like, you know, forty seven. Um and now he, it, we're two years removed from that, and he's on on the islanders this year and was on the Washington capitals last year but
3: and the Bruins they got close last year but couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't get past the islanders
2: they they just for some reason their scoring keeps drying up in that playoffs and when they were kind of running into the the pittsburgh penguins and and the and the washington capitals and it, it's it's not always the the teams that are the best teams that obviously make it through the playoffs. It's it's just so wild how things can drastically change of what's available to you, your offense, what what strategies you can you can deploy. And sometimes it's as simple as well this guy blocked too many shots and now he's not available to yeah. us or like the carnage reports you hear about after the playoffs. I remember, I think it was like Dennis Seidenberg. I think it was for the Bruins. That was a guy who went out and blocked a shot during the Stanley Cup final that they won, and he broke his leg, and then he just kept going. He would get up, and then he'd fall down after he like, literally shattered his fibula tibia, whatever <laughs> the shin bone is. He's just like, I have to get up and block another one, and then uh. you have to get up and you block another one, because it's just, it's so peak hockey energy, but that's the stuff that, like, that, that feeds your team, that feeds momentum, that feeds legacies, and when you get all the way to game 7 and you're looking for that one that proves that 2011 wasn't just like a fluke yeah. or you got hot like i don't i couldn't imagine the off season mind bleep that had to have been for those guys in the locker room and just how that feeds you as an athlete to get that close and then have the door shut right in your face. But specifically like the Bergerons, the Charas, yeah. the, the Marshans, because they've they've been there before and again and, and they they've always been how contenders. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They never really had to truly suck.
3: It's it's kind of like an Aaron Rodgers thing. Like he yep. he won the Super Bowl yep. and then he's been so close so many times but never been able to get back. And now if he were to get back to the Super Bowl and then lose it, yep. same feeling.
2: And a lot of it has to do with their oh! Oh, look, another goal, and this time it was Again. Max Pacioretty. I was just a psychic because that's what I am. If you have a 7 in your number, you're probably going to score on this team. <laughs> if you have a 7 or a 1. Um, a lot of that contender-ish but not the here to succeed has to do with the the draft year that Jake DeBrusque was part of. And Jake DeBrusque is the last member on this team that was part of that draft year because they had three consecutive first-round picks one year. And I think this is the same offseason that P.K. Subban got traded Maybe it was for Shea Weber, or maybe it was for him to the Devils. It doesn't really truly matter. But they bet big on three players in the first round, because like, when else do you hear anybody getting consecutive picks? But they traded up, they made some deals, and they didn't pan out. When you have that much capital tied up, and yeah. uh, and for none of them to in. work out, none of them, not a third-line grinder like DeBruska, as you said, is, is unhappy as requested a trade, that's going to be a huge deviation away from your plan. And the reason why they are where they are is because of David Posturnock yep. and Charlie McAvoy. Because they had Dougie Hamilton and Tory Krug on the same team. And they were coming up at the same time, and they chose Tory Krug, which I get kind of because everybody was very enamored with the scoring defenseman. But I think they probably would have chosen otherwise because... It- Obviously, things would have been different, and maybe Tory Krug's not in St. Louis, and maybe Tuggy doesn't end up staying in Boston anyways. But sometimes you, you, it's the moves you don't make yeah. that the, that hurt you the most. But regardless, it's a it's a good team that has high aspirations. We'll make them a desperate team if they're still kind of middling along. And, uh, and and fighting for that playoff spot because at, at present, they're fourth in the Atlantic Division. They're 14-8-2, and, and as we were talking about earlier, Rossi, they've had a very weird scheduling quirk to start the season. I mean, like, the Islanders had, like, 18 road games to start out the year. Now they're on, like, a 10-game losing streak. But the Bruins, it's like, play two games, take 10 days off. Yeah. Play four games, three of them are back-to-back. You know, it doesn't make sense, and then you get another week off. And with just – when you're the one of – a handful of teams that are that disrupted to start and it's just a very singular experience sometimes it can be hard to climb back in we kind of saw that last year with with the Dallas Stars they had covid breakout during training camp and so their season was delayed right from the start and it took everything out of them just to get back into contention and you
3: that, never get into rhythm that way no
2: no exactly and so it's there's there's so much stuff that you have no control over um that's that why can,
3: athletes are such creatures of habit yeah, with their lives outside of 100 especially too. hockey because
2: right. it, it is true literal chaos the hockey gods no goals make sense especially in playoffs so it's like you really gravitate towards the things that make you feel secure and that you can rely upon and that's for goalies the post is here the post is here they are this distance away the the players i tie my this skate first i tie this one second i do this in my warm-ups and then hopefully i play well because you can do all the things right and if you don't play well well then you still have to stick to your, to, to your routine too cuz then you start playing mind games with yourself it's just an absolute tornado of distress.
3: What's your biggest superstition that you had?
2: Um well I I I had to work with uh with a sports psychologist from high school to college because if i had continued down the road i would it would have been an, a problem but i always really needed to get to the rink a couple hours early do my ball warm up have all of my my gum my 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 waters i just i'm a very prepared person as i have this cart <laughs> in here and all these things that manifested in, in its own way for hockey and so if i just didn't get the time to decompress into the game even though that that seems like an opposite thing i needed to calm down because i'm always wired wired yeah. wired and so there were a couple times we had a late bus on the road and we have to you know get there put our stuff on and go straight out for warm-ups i'm just like, i'm fine i'm fine I, in the bus i'm like Lindsay, you're totally fine it's we can get through this and it's just constantly over and over and over again because otherwise that energy that voice is going to go somewhere else so at least i know i can control this sentence
3: Ever since I was a little kid, mm-hmm. something my father instilled in me from his mother is that you always put your right shoe on first. Yeah. For some reason I to this day, yeah, I will always put my right shoe on first, then my left shoe.
2: I do left leg pad to right leg pad because Ryan Patonley, who used to play for the Minnesota Golden Golfers, he had a brief stint in the NHL, but he, he I remember reading an article as a kid and he said he did left to right. So I'm like, I'm doing it left to right then. And yeah. it's just like little things you pick up on that where it's just it's copycat and it just becomes uh becomes who you are. Yeah. It's your personality and it's an uh,
3: idiosyncrasy that you can't yeah, get rid of.
2: Absolutely. Well, as, as it plays out in just another <laughs> another uh, uh, shade of my life. And uh, I'm not even sure how long we've been going, but I feel like a break is imminent. So why don't we go through there? The Knights are up 2 to nothing. just over two minutes left in that first period. Goals from Shea Theodore and Max Pacioretty. As I said, if you have a 7 in that number, it is lucky for you. So if you want to bet on Alex Bertrangelo's score in the second period, probably wouldn't be a bad idea. Uh, so we'll be right back. This is The Bet, 1140.
0: Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. You found the Playmakers. Only on 1140 The Bet. Las
3: Vegas.
2: Nothing ever truly stays the same, Rossi. Agree or disagree?
3: I agree. Things change.
2: Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Or maybe we save judgment at all because it's not necessary. I think it's case by case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we live in a in an iconic town. I we were, we were speaking earlier, and I whenever I see like the the landscape shots be ahead of Golden Knights games or even in movies and stuff, and it's just like the Las Vegas Strip. I'm like, I walk down there all the time. Yeah, I live there, and it's. I, we all, everybody knows Las Vegas. Like, I, I'd be hard-pressed to find a person in the world that doesn't know about Las Vegas. Maybe they've never been here, but almost everybody makes their way here at least once in their lifetime. How many cities can truly say that about themselves, let alone the vibe that we give off?
3: Right. Well, everyone also assumes something about this city that they know something about. It's it's all slot machines and yep. prostitution when there's no prostitution.
2: Right it's legal we know better than that right and so we call it sex work that's just how it goes it's it's been it's the oldest profession that we got and we're just here to make a buck and make sure that everybody has the ability to do it but it's um
3: people know about this city through the hangover movies
2: correct correct and you're right the, the living the stereotype is absolutely a thing and it's just we all have those sight lines i mean you can pretty much tell by your hometown what buildings look uh familiar but ours is very very distinct but apparently there's going to be a few changes around in, in terms of what it looks like and also a pretty big event on the horizon. Yeah. The Super Bowl is coming, people. I don't yeah. know if you've heard. 2024. They were the owners
3: are voting on it today.
2: Yep. Ha- have we gotten confirmation that that's happened, including the fact that Steph Curry has broken the record, which we yeah, can confirm?
3: that has definitely happened. Yep. I, I do believe that they have approved that Las Vegas will be getting the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 58, uh, which was originally supposed to be in New Orleans, right? But the reason why they have to move it is because that kind of treads on Mardi Gras, right? Which is the biggest attraction in New Orleans.
2: Yep, so- and they've missed that a lot the last couple of years too. So I'm sure that's even weighing in on the considerations as well as they as we figure out how to do it in the next chapter. Obviously safer, but... Right,
3: so uh, New Orleans is now going to get the Super Bowl in 2025. Vegas will get 2024. We're already scheduled to get the NFL draft this year. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if, if there's ever a city that is built to... Embrace such a big event. We have the space. We have the hotel rooms. We have. We know how to do a big event.
2: We were so smart that we got all that figured out before we got the sports teams here. That's we true. didn't. We didn't get put the 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 carriage in front of the horse. That's and, true. And, and uh, apparently, there's also going to be a, a sale. I know that we. There's a lot of construction going on. Sooner or later, that giant orb behind Caesars or the Caesars orb will be finished. We just had Resorts World open up in the last year. you had the, um, the Fountain Circa Blue. Fountain Blue. Uh, apparently, Mirage is gonna be changing into hard rock and potentially big time guitar on the strip.
3: Yeah, just announced uh, yesterday or maybe even in the late hours yesterday that uh Hard Rock Incorporated has has bought operations from the Mirage for mm-hmm. a little over a billion dollars and uh they're with a B. <laughs> with a B. Yeah. With a B. And they're gonna pretty much uh the plan is to change the landscape and the uh the
2: mm-hmm. skyline
3: of the strip. And uh you know, B being from Florida, they have a hard rock down in Fort Lauderdale. It's the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and yep. Casino. And it is shaped like a giant guitar. Mm-hmm. And they are trying to, I guess, work with the the architects to make sure that that would work on the Vegas Strip. But you are going to see at some point in the near future, in the next couple of years, a giant guitar right. on the Vegas Strip.
2: And as someone who doesn't deal well with change, I think this one is a good one because in some ways, I think Vegas is moving away from being a little themey, which... I think in some ways was necessary. I wasn't here through the through the aughts and through the other periods of time where people say it was really cheesy, really theme heavy, uh, and, and just like a different demographic or, or just looking for a different one. But um, I don't know. How, how do you feel about this inclusion? Do you think the guitar and just the hard rock will add something to it? Or does it feel like just another placeholder until somebody else figures out how to do it even more right?
3: No, I think the hard rock, which was you know off of Harmon for so long, Harmon mm-hmm. and, and Paradise, uh, I think they wanted to get off that Part of the, I think they want to be on strip. So, and there were some talks maybe a couple years ago about them maybe taking over the Sahara. Um, That's right. And so now that they've sold out to Virgin, um, and I don't know if Virgin's necessarily doing all that well. Well, that's kind kind of of, the
2: ultimate conundrum of of that space, right?
3: I mean, Hard Rock, obviously, they, they would build, you know, state of the art. You know, music facilities. Mm. Hopefully, they would keep the Beatles' love because that's such a big thing. Oh, and, and, I would be hard,
2: especially with the documentary series that Peter King just did. Oh, it Self serves, so uh, it makes
3: sense to have the Hard Rock brand on the Strip of Las yeah. Vegas. I'm I'm surprised there aren't more bigger. I'm surprised there isn't a Disney hotel on the Strip.
2: I bet Disney's wary because you think about just how wary sports teams were, and just that's changed very quickly because some legislation allows that to it will, will expedite some things, but. They own ESPN, obviously, and family values thing. I think they're just probably going through those last kind of shackles of, well, this isn't, this is for the, the yeah. seedier people that sports gambling and wagering. We don't do that sports here. Sports
3: gambling and wagering. How, how are they going to put up a hotel and not have a casino? How are they going to ha- yeah. not have a, because, you know, even on some of the Disney ships, they don't really have casinos on the ship. Um, right. So you, you know, but ultimately,
2: who does who is Disney truly in the business to serve first and foremost? The kiddos. So yeah. maybe it's just kind of like, well, we'll get we got the cruises, we got the theme parks, we got the movie, we got so many different divisions. Even the Succession family, they're like, let's go take over their empire. Why would we? Why would we wade into this water and some of the titans here? Because. Sometimes you, you make a gamble, and you're like, oh, it's fine. It's house money. Who cares? And all of a sudden, it's the only money you got left.
3: I'm not going to rest until there is a Disney casino on the strip <laughs> with a Disney-themed bar, a Disney-themed strip club, and a
2: Disney-themed oh dispensary. God! They did a Disney-themed uh, like a stripper um, skit on SNL years ago. Oh. And it was just a bunch of the Disney princesses <laughs> drunk, and it was like the real housewives. <laughs> I think Lindsay Lohan was hosting. I just remember Kristen Wiig was, uh, was Cinderella and had a martini glass. Sure. Um, but I, you're right. In, in many ways, you're like the gargantuaness, It would be, it would be unbelievable, and they make tons of money. Yeah. But also, if you think about it from the long term, or the and, and the long view of what that brand is, probably, uh, Disney Princess slot machines aren't the best thing ever. <laughs> you know, like, of, of just, it's a great creative venture, but it probably isn't the best thing to wade into that water. Telling
3: your kids that they can't go play on the Cinderella slot machine because yeah. they're not old enough yeah. doesn't really.
2: Yeah, it'd be World tough well. to to make the the case that we're definitely not marketing <laughs> towards your children. Those are definitely not candy cigarettes. Those are just, you know, fun little pickup sticks or right. chopsticks or something <laughs> like that. Like, no, it, we all we all know how this works, but it's always good to, to see new th- exciting things happening on the strip. I mean, it's happening pretty much every every day. Every weekend is the next biggest weekend in the Las Vegas sports scene and. Yeah, uh, how many
3: weekends do we have? Massive concerts. Yeah. Uh, and, and then the, like seven regular regular-sized concerts. Correct. Uh you have a UFC fight, you have, you know, yep. uh NFR is in town or sure. you know, something crazy. Somebody's going gonna on.
2: jump off a motorcycle here and the only thing that we get are the the boards over the highway that say, uh a big event Sunday, two PM. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Buckle up. How about use blinkers? How about divert these these roads to somewhere else? It's just so much construction everywhere.
3: It's like you said though, like, you know, to this day, I've lived here for almost six years, and I drive down the highway down fifteen, and I'm like, I can't believe I live in Las Vegas. And then I also, where I live, I'm like, yeah. oh, I can see it from the from yeah, the far. There That's it far is. enough. There That's good is. enough. Yeah. People
2: have wrote songs, movies, books, everything about it, and we just get to do a show from here each and every day, and we'll be back tomorrow to do that. Thanks to Ross, thanks to Mark, thanks to Adrian, thanks to me, and thanks to the listeners. We'll be back a with the sports. This is about eleven forty. Bye.